Welcome back to Walk Me Through This. This is the third in the series, Three-Dimensional Living. And so our first series, uh, the first episode of this series, Don Meeks here um, talked about the difference between two-dimensional living and three-dimensional living and how that three-dimensional living is really about going deeper and kind of more fulfilled life. And on our second, we kind of started to scratch the surface of people pleasing. And we talked about hypocrisy and how, you know, it's kind of gotten lost into this moral meaning when really it's about the facade and wearing the mask. And I think that when you understand that, that really starts to open up, you know, how people pleasing is pretty much pretty detrimental to kind of how we are, who, you know, who we are. And so we're going to go deeper into that. And so I'm Samantha Spittle. I'm here with Jeremy Spittle. And so Don Meeks, walk us through this. Walk us through three-dimensional living and this whole people-pleasing. Yeah, that's good. Well, um, so if we work back to the understanding of what it means to be created in God's image. So we're created for community. So God is Trinity, Father, Son, Spirit. So there's community in the identity of God. We're stamped with that image. And so we're made for one another. Okay, it was not good for Adam to be alone, so God creates Eve. And so there's Adam, there's Eve, there's two. Who's the third person in that? God. Okay, so now you have, that's the ideal relationship. Two people in relationship with one another in relationship with God. Okay, so you can picture a triangle, right? Now, because of sin, remove God from the relationship. So Adam and Eve are hiding in the bushes, they're sowing fig leaves, they're at odds with one another, and they're afraid of God. They're, they're avoiding God, okay? So now, relationships become less about me being in relationship with you in relationship with God. Now, God's out of the thing. So now, I'm in relationship with you, you're in relationship with me, and we've got these fig leaves on. These are the masks mm-hmm. that we're wearing. Okay. The Pharisees are the, they're the Oscar winners. Okay. And that is the word. I mean, it is, Mm -hmm. it is an, it's the acting word that Jesus used there. So the Pharisees are the best actors there are. They're acting the part of holy and righteous and just and merciful. They are not any of those things. But they've got the people fooled again because God's out of the picture. Mm-hmm. So, so relationships now between people are primarily because we can't see God, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I can see mommy and daddy. I can see my brother and sister. I can see my spouse. I can see my coworkers. I can see other people. Mm-hmm. And so what we do is we are all playing a game. We're playing a part. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a better way of saying it. We're and all. I- yeah, go ahead. Well, I just I like that so much because when you hear hypocrites, I mean, I'm sure we've all called it out on others, maybe mm-hmm. internally mm-hmm. ourselves, but it becomes a a little bit of a them thing, and that mask is a reminder that we are all and that's the key. It. Okay, so we think of as a moral. So hypocrisy is a moral judgment we're leveling upon others. Mm -hmm. And so this is what happens in the acting world that Mm -hmm. we are now playing called life. This is two-dimensional living. So two-dimensional living now, I'm not going to let you know who I am because I've got Mm -hmm. a bag of bones sitting by. So Mm -hmm. so if we want to take the acting metaphor one step further, 
they act on a stage and the, the props that are on stage, we call them the set, mm-hmm. right? And if most of us have probably been on a set somewhere, even if it's at the high school play, right? And you, you know, you, what's behind the, you know, on the cowboy western, you've got the bank building and you've got the jail and the saloon. What's behind there but a bunch of wood sticks holding it up? It is literally a facade. Yeah. Okay. So as humans, what we do is we present this facade to one another because God's out of the equation, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we're not aware. We don't see God. So we see one another. So what we're doing is playing a game towards each other. And we're trying to get you to like me. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get me to like you. And if you don't behave the way I want you to, well, guess what? I'm going to judge you. Mm-hmm. And so it all becomes this person-to-person horizontal kind of game. Mm-hmm. The Pharisees, again, are the Oscar-winning actors. And it also happens to be that they're also the most judgmental people that exist. Mm-hmm. That's that's the crazy thing. They come across as the most holy people there are, mm-hmm. and they are the most judgmental. So two-dimensional living gets very oriented towards, I'm trying to get you to like me, and I'm trying to create an impression in you, and oh, I see you're the audience now, and you don't like when I – so I will alter my behavior. Mm-hmm. This is where the people-pleasing comes in. I notice that you – don't clap. You mm-hmm. don't applaud. You don't give me the Oscar when I say or do certain kinds of things. And so we learn how to read clues from each other. Facial uh, gestures, little little side eye, you know, those kind of things. And so we pick up clues from one another. Or in social media space, we make a post and we don't get enough likes. And mm-hmm. so we begin to perceive, okay, well, I don't want to make that post. People don't like me. What kind of post do I need to make so that people will like me? And so all of a sudden, we are now playing this game of trying to get people to like me. And if people don't like me, well, what's my response back to them? Either I'm going to alter my behavior and be a people pleaser, but underneath it, I'm going to judge them. I can't believe that. And so that's why the Pharisees stand for us as this. And I really do believe this is what the Pharisees are, are the way they should function in our understanding. They are presenting to us humanity at its best, its best effort to do the right thing on their own, mm-hmm. and it's a it is an abject failure. Mm. And what it shows us, humanity trying to be the best, they actually are the worst. See, we we think of the Pharisees as the bad guys, yeah. because you know they're the ones that were mad at Jesus, and they're the, but they were really the good guys of the day. Mm. People perceived them. As oh, I could never be one of those. Look how holy they are. Look all the things they do and all the words they know and they obey the letter of the law, even down to the traditions. And I'm such an unworthy sinner. But in reality, the Pharisees are the most judgmental people there are. So two dimensional living suffers from kind of two sides of the same coin. I get into trying to please you, mm-hmm. to get you to like me, to applaud for me when I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm playing the game and I'm trying to get you to like me. And when you don't, because it will always fail, right? Because mm-hmm. we're not made. God doesn't want us to give our attention to trying to get other people to like us. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's it's the relationship with God. So when things don't work out the way I want, we become very judgmental towards mm-hmm. others. And these are both recipes for relational and personal disaster. I live my life trying to get all these different audiences in my world to like me. And then when it doesn't quite work out the way I intend, I get mad and resentful towards all these audiences. I get mad at my spouse. I get mad at my kids. I get mad at my coworkers. I get mad at my friends. I get mad at my parents. I get mad at my world. And so two-dimensional living, because it doesn't, it's, it's, when it tries to focus out here. Away when, from you. Away from you. Because mm-hmm. the people pleasing is not, I, I don't, I shouldn't care what other people think about me. Think of Jesus. How much did he care that the Pharisees were mad that he was spending time with tax collectors and sinners? He didn't, Zippy. He didn't care one lick. Mm-hmm. So my question, though, listening to all this, just being like, I don't know, can I say devil's advocate? Um, Please. Is the whole, well, I'm just not going to care what people think and I'm just going to do me. Like, well, that's not the solution either. So uh, uh, it's, it's in the direction of the solution. Yeah. How do you, how does that work? So the, well, the question is, what are you doing with God? We're made for the relationship with God. So now, again, we're speaking, this podcast is in the context of Christian faith. Mm-hmm. Okay? So we're speaking of Christians who get locked into this two-dimensional living mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And the challenge is we can't see God. I can see the two of you sitting right across from me. So I can't see God. And so I forget that God is always watching. Mm-hmm. Again, don't say your prayers out there where everybody else could. If you do that, you have your reward. Mm-hmm. So the actor, I mean, the Pharisees got their reward. The people thought, wow, what a prayer. But they got nothing from God. And so as Christians, we want that relationship with God. So the, thir- the third dimension begins when we pivot away from trying to please the people which then releases us from judging people because those are two sides to the same coin. I pursue people pleasing and when people pleasing doesn't work because it never works, right? All it does is it makes us resentful. It makes us mm-hmm. exhausted. It makes us anxious. It makes us angry. And, and, the, and it's because they can never be satisfied. I could never do enough to please. If you make pleasing people your goal, you will never, ever be able to win them over, and eventually you're going to turn towards judging those people, which is what the Pharisees are known for, right? They're known for their hard-heartedness and their judgmental spirit of Jesus, of the tax collectors and sinners, of the woman caught in adultery, of the all these other people. And so... It, it, it's it's shifting the, the two-dimensional game is the losing game because we're just trying to have everything happen on a on a horizontal level and as Christians it's like wait a second I'm not here to please people mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a losing proposition I cannot I'm not Called to please, I'm called to serve, I'm called to love, I'm called to sacrifice, I'm called to give. So I, and it's not that we're not oriented towards people. Love your neighbor 
as yourself, but there was a commandment that happened before that. Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And so this dynamic, so where the three-dimensional limits, I'm going to get off the people-pleasing train mm. because I realize that's a that's an acting game. I am now sucked into playing this role, the hypocrisy. Mm. It always, and so this is why it, we connect hypocrisy to a moral judgment because actors always end up judging. Because mm. you can never ultimately please the people, right? Mm-hmm. How did Abraham Lincoln say it? You can please some of the people all of the time and all of the people, some of the time, but you cannot please all of the people all of the time. Mm-hmm. And so it's taking wisdom from Abraham Lincoln that the, the, the person who's interested in three-dimensional living says, I am not going to make it my goal to be approved by people, to be liked by people, to be applauded by people. So you say, well, what's just to keep us from Okay, and then I'll just go do me and don't care about the rest of y'all. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> so that because as a Christian, I do need to disengage from that. Uh, but I'm but what he says is go into the prayer closet and God who sees in secret, he knows. When you give your gifts, don't don't give your gifts to be seen by people. If say if you want, that's what you want. You can get that. You can make your donation in a high-profile way. But rather, when you give your alms, do it quietly. Don't let your right hand and your left hand know what they're doing. That is, do it quietly. But God who sees knows. So this is the reorienting move where we unhook ourselves from the goal of my life is to get acceptance and love from people. Mm-hmm. Because what you're going to find when you start to live three-dimensionally, mm-hmm. guess what ends up happening? People love being around three-dimensional people because they've begun to work their own stuff, right? They've begun to explore their own lives, and those are interesting people. A two-dimensional person, is there's no, there's no interest there. It's just a flat facade. Mm-hmm. Would you rather look at a child's stick figure? Or a Picasso. Correct. You know. Give me Picasso. We love a child stick figure mm-hmm. because the child is expressing themselves. Sure. But it's not a mature work of art. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's the Picasso. It's the Mona Lisa. It, it, the, it's these, these, the masters are the ones that intrigue us because there's depth, there's nuance, there's shape. It's like you can stand before some paintings and just never exhaust them. And so to be that kind of person, I have to unhook myself from the people-pleasing game, which will also unhook me from the judgmental game. So it's funny. We talked – I kind of did this recap before already that, you know, you have to identify the thing is the thing. You know, the thing is not the thing. So you identify what the real issue is. Then you do the hard work. And the reason you do the hard work is so that you can live three-dimensionally. But as we said, it's like that st- spiral staircase that doesn't stop. And so what I'm hearing is like, oh, this whole people-pleasing thing and letting go of the people-pleasing is like taking – going deeper in that three-dimensional living. You think you're living three-dimensionally because you've started working through your stuff. 
But it's like you hit, you kind of get, I love the analogy or I don't know what it's called, just a quote, but it's like you go as far as you can see and then you'll see further. You know, you Mm -hmm. can't, you Mm -hmm. can only see as far as you can Mm -hmm. see. But -hmm. once you get to that point, suddenly you can see further. You can see, that's right. And it's almost like what I, what I'm hearing is like, oh, so it's like starting to dig into those hard places, those dark places. That's that you're, it's almost, you're. Climbing towards that third dimension, living, and, and you're doing is... it in the presence of God, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because that's the one with whom we have to do. Yeah. We don't. I will on Judgment Day. I'm not going to stand in front of a peer, a, a, a jury of my peers. Mm-hmm. Thanks be to God. Mm-hmm. I will stand before God with my advocate, my attorney, Jesus, right next to me, mm-hmm. <laughs> saying, "I represent." this man, mm-hmm. your honor. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so that's, that's where Jesus Christ is our advocate. He is our attorney. He's our, uh, he, he represents us before the Father. And so that's, so the, the way we unhook from the people pleasing, one is to admit that this is something we deal with. And there's some who say, well, I'm not worried about pleasing people at all. I, I just do me and I don't care about the rest of y'all. Okay. If you say so. Because that is just another role that a lot of people play. Mm. Because they're still thinking about other people. I don't care what you guys think. Okay, well, then why do you have to convince us that you don't (laughs) care what we think? Why don't you just live? And then if you're living rightly towards God, then you might care about us because there's a pivoting back to people not as the actor but now with the mask off and now i am getting engaged with people not to try to get some emotional stroke or some emotional gain or some Mm -hmm. applause i pivot back to people confident of my relationship with god now i'm in relationship with people to love and to serve I can listen to, I can genuinely and authentically listen to you because I know that my needs have been met somewhere else. Because people pleasing is really just trying to get some need within me met Mm. by this person. It can never, ever happen. So the the three-dimensional person then moves back towards people, unhooking from them emotionally. Like, I don't need your approval in order to be an authentic human being because my my security is in Christ. My my identity is in being God's child and made in his image. And, And so now I'm free to now engage people without the mask on. I feel like what you kind of described is what it makes me think of is codependency and and detaching from an earthly codependency with others mm-hmm. and creating the codependency that we truly need, which is with God. With God. Because if you're codependent, you're, you know, and I don't have the exact definition, but it's basically, you know, like you're expecting others to, you're letting others influence, you know, kind of. Your yeah, my state. my behavior is dependent upon your behavior. Mm-hmm. So that I think that's how I understand codependency. Mm-hmm. That that oh, since you're behaving this way, I have to behave this way. Mm-hmm. And so when you when that that cycle breaks, oh, you're behaving this way. Okay, well, I'm going to behave this way. And then Which, in the Christian context, how I know 
with my relationship with God, how you yeah, know, because because I'm steady. dependent on my relationship with God, I'm now free. Mm-hmm. So you come to me and you're angry and anxious and you want me to enter into that anger and anxiety with you. And when I don't, you get more angry, which is an attempt to co-opt me into that kind of behavior. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah, I don't have to get angry because I'm just, I'll, I'm, I'll listen, but I'm going to also go off and I'm going to cook dinner. I'm going to go back and do what I was doing. I'm not going to carry your anxiety back into my life, but I'll pray for you. And so this is because people have asked me all the time, how can you possibly be a pastor? With all the stuff you hear and all the stuff you experience, I go, hmm, I pray a lot. Mm-hmm. They're God's people. I can't, I can't fix it, mm-hmm. but I can accompany it and I can be in conversation to mm-hmm. help go, gee, I wonder if there's something here. Mm-hmm. And so that's the frameworks, right? Those are the you know, walk me through this. That's mm-hmm. so this two dimensional, three dimensional is just another framework mm-hmm. that may or may not work for some people. Yeah. I mean, this has gotten kind of wonky and nuancy, right? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, I've got all kinds of little images and metaphors working mm-hmm. here. But it's really, I mean, it's like you said, it's this, it's just what are the ways at which it resonates with you to, cause mm-hmm. everything gets back to the same freaking thing, which is work on yourself and your own relationship with God. Correct. Like every issue I've pretty much ever come to you with, it's like, hey, I need to figure this out. I need to work. You'll never believe this. And what do I always walk away with? Like, oh, I'm curious. What is? What yeah, is I'm, it I'm just about a. Me? I'm a one trick pony. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. I mean, when it all that. comes down to it, I'm going to say, well, you know, let's kind of let's think about your relationship with God. Let's. I wonder where God's in this. I wonder how your family works into it. And pray the Psalms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's yep. when it all comes down to it, you know, our lives are secure because of Christ. Our mm-hmm. lives are secure because of God. And he's just trying to get us out of the bushes, into the light. He's trying to get us to grow up and mature. And the means by which that happens are holy conversation with trusted mm-hmm. friends and mentors who themselves are beginning to do the work. Well, that was, yeah, you said when people say, Dawn, how do you do this? And because I've been one of those people mm -hmm. that has asked you that because of my own wanting to walk through life with people and being fortunate to, you know, that's a privilege when someone Mm -hmm. opens up to you. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it can be very um, overwhelming Mm -hmm. if you're, especially if you're an empathetic person, Mm -hmm. but for, I mean, I can only speak from my own uh, experience, but the more you work on yourself, you're like, oh, this is, you know, whether you want to put labels on it like codependency, people pleasing, whatever, but essentially it's living more outwardly. Mm-hmm. Like you said, that mm-hmm. horizontal mm-hmm. versus, you know, vertically with God. So. Well, some of our attempts to help other people. So when we, as Christians, we genuinely get in that posture of trying to listen and love and serve and be there for others. I, I, I don't. I don't think, you know, every moment of every day is we're just trying to get them to love us. But the the, the empathetic, merciful person um, is maybe drawn to that kind of role in the lives of friends and others. But what sometimes they get duped into or maybe maybe um, deluded, that's the, the better word, is to into thinking that somehow – 
we can carry it. So, because sometimes what I think we talked about this in our last series, sometimes mm-hmm. folks just want to get it off their chest, kind of mm-hmm. that emotional vomit, right? You know, go, Wah! okay, I got it off my chest. I feel better. Yeah, but the person holding the barf bag doesn't, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so it's learning how to say, I'm not, I'll let you speak, but I'm not going to carry that emotional freight. Cause what you really need to do is you need to, direct that upward. You need to speak those words that you just spoke to me. You need to speak those to God in prayer. And the Psalms, I think, are the the easiest or best tool to learn how to do that, right? Mm-hmm. And people then say, well, yeah, I don't, I don't like, to, I don't know how to pray much. And that's, remember I said at the outset of our last mm-hmm. series, I start with the assumption most people aren't doing the work. Mm-hmm. They think they're doing the work because I talked about it to somebody else. I got it off my chest. But the work is really going to the prayer closet. The work is starting to do the work in secret. It's getting off the stage. It's the, the work could have mentioned this, you know, uh, when we say, how do we know we're doing the work? When I admit that I'm acting a part. <laughs> mm. If I can admit that I'm a hypocrite, that is, I'm an actor, that I'm playing a part of a more thoughtful. I'm acting the part like I really do want to get better. Mm-hmm. If you want to get better, again, Jesus will do that. Do you want to be healed? Yes. Okay. Well, you're going to have a whole lot of different life because as soon as he heals that man, he can't sit by the side of the road and beg anymore. You got to go out and earn a living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to walk, but still mm-hmm. have other people pay my way. Nope. If you're going to, if we're going to mature, so three-dimensional living then is maturing. It's becoming authentically fully human, which means taking responsibility for our lives, emotionally, intellectually, relationally, spiritually. And this is what Adam and Eve, you know, that's why it always ties back to the garden. They want to, to avoid taking responsibility. Well, it's the woman you gave me. I'm a victim, God. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, you, you, you put me in this situation and she deceived me and now here I am. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, Adam has fallen into a two dimensional <clears throat> life. And so when he takes responsibility for his life, I have sinned. And that's why confession, and we talked about confession in our last series, is so, is speaking my life to another person. And then owning this is my stuff, you know, mm. my my life. <sighs> so much. <laughs> so much. So, you mentioned I'm a one-trick pony mm-hmm. because people come to you and you mm-hmm. just basically turn it around and say, are you doing the work, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it made me think about how simple God made it. Love mm-hmm. God. Love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. It's pretty simple. And it's us humans that complicated everything. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the complicating of it, the because the, ma- the mask is what complicates things. Because mm-hmm. as soon as I put the mask on, now, okay, let's see. I'm this person to you. Oh, but to that person, I've got a different mask I need to wear. And so that's where it gets complicated. And God says, tell you what, let's take the masks off. Let's quit playing games. Mm-hmm. Come out of the bushes. Just come out of the bushes and, hey, I love you. 
You bear my image. How could I not love you? <laughs> and, and guess what? I love you so much. I even sent my own son to atone for that which you could never atone yourself. And all I'm asking you is to let him be your representative before me. Let him show you how to live. And guess what? Jesus didn't care what other people thought about him. He didn't care what the Pharisees thought about him. Didn't care what his disciples thought about him. Didn't care what uh, Pilate thought about him. Didn't care what the community thought about him. How was he spending time with that, with that woman? If he knew what kind of woman that was, he would never let him touch his feet. Let's have a little conversation now. And he tells a parable. Okay. And so Jesus presents to us the model of a, the fully three dimensional human, hmm. completely at home in his own skin. That's the incarnation, right? Hmm. Completely unmoved. Now he's moved in the sense of he cares. So when he comes to Lazarus's tomb, he weeps. It, it hurts him to see Mary and Martha weep. So he, so he's not, he's not a two dimensional. Yeah. He's just kind of flat Stanley with his emotions. Jesus was an emotional human being, but he, he wasn't caught into the game of acting. Okay. And so he, he, he was unmasked. He was God unmasked. Mm. That is, that's an, an understanding of the incarnation in him. The fullness of God fully dwelt uh, Colossians mm. chapter one. God has poured himself fully into Jesus. So if you, so Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. There's, there's no masks here, mm -hmm. is it? This is, this is what God looks like right here. Mm -hmm. And this is how God acts in relationship with people. God doesn't play games. Now, all the other, uh, all the idols of the age is the Greek gods and goddesses, you know, from all of our mythology. They all were very, um, petulant and, you know, you have to do this to make this God happy and that to make that God happy. Mm -hmm. Jesus says, tell you what, in fact, I love you all so much. I'm going to let you all nail me to a cross. <laughs> so what you're saying is we're always going to struggle with this since we're not Jesus. And he's the only <laughs> fully formed 3D person. Absolutely. And that's why we're going to always be on that freaking spiral staircase. <laughs> but but there is growth. Yeah. Well, that's and, why it's and, a staircase. And, that which is, exactly. I said I, I my tone wasn't the nicest because it's yeah. just so much. It's, it's just, but <sighs> I feel like I should play some Led Zeppelin in the background. Yeah, stairway yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to yeah. heaven. Come exactly. on, baby. <laughs> I mean, but that's the beauty of the. I just love that analogy of the spiral staircase because you can easily get hopeless, which is, and that was my initial tone. Ugh, yeah. this is always going to be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. But the hope and remind me, what was the definition of hope? The hope is for well, it's the it's the it's that you can it, see can conceive of the future in a positive exactly way. the positive yes. future I wrote exactly. It down. Thank yeah. you. Um, so exactly, so having <laughs> that hope that yes, we we might always be on that spiral staircase, but praise God, we are at a different perspective, yep. and that we continue to grow and to to evolve and to change and and ultimately grow closer to God. That's the ultimate goal, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the beauty of the podcast is because, you know, when we sit here, Don, you're talking, it's like, oh, I get so like, it's so much. And so maybe everyone listening is not like that. But in case they are <laughs> asking um, for a friend, yeah, asking for a friend. <laughs> um, what I appreciate is that 
you know, we do this work, we have these hard conversations because the reason they're hard is if you're just listening to it in theory, mm-hmm. then it's just no big deal. But when you are, you know, I often come to the table with my not often. I always come to the table <laughs> with my own stuff. Yeah. And it's always filtered through my own lens. And so I said, oh, this is so much. I kind of, it's just, it feels so heavy sometimes. Mm-hmm. The beauty of having that confession time with someone and someone like you, I mean, that's why I walk me through this, Don, mm-hmm. is because we want to end with that hope and mm-hmm. we want to end with that, you know, knowing that there is the the better, the more there's there's got to be more to this always failing. There's got to be more to always struggling with people pleasing. Correct. And so um, we're going to wrap up this, and we're going to come back, and we're going to really talk about you know how can we have that hope for the future. Like that. Good. Awesome. thing I've ever heard.